This is ESPN Radio. What quarterback is poised to take a massive leap, and why aren't we talking more about the Baltimore Ravens? Amber Wilson, Jay Williams, hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. You can also watch us on ESPNU. You find him on social. Do it right now at Jay Williams or at Real Jay Williams. I know at Real. You said at the Real Jay Williams yesterday, (laughs) and now you got me with at Jay Williams today. Nobody's going to know my handle now because of you, Amber. Okay, let me try this again. It's unbelievable. Although those dudes got a heck of followers. Yeah, they did. At real J Williams. What? Yeah, on X. Did you just say Hecka followers? Yeah, yeah, I try to clean yeah, it Hecka. up around yeah. here. I'm it's not... funny because I'm always, I censor the heck out of myself on air, even though there are words that. that we're allowed to say. But like when I was growing up, H-E double hockey sticks was a bad word in my household. What's funny about this is I curse like a sailor off yeah. air. Like See, it's really sailor. hard for me. I, Amber, I, but... I can't, it's hard for me to go back and forth. Sometimes... Things just naturally come out with my Jersey potty mouth. I, it's who I am. <laughs> I've tried to clean up my language over the years, especially when I got into sports radio years ago, because I'm always afraid that I am going to slip. So I do find myself in actual conversations with people, Jay, in real life bleeping myself. Like, I'll be like, oh, that bleeping bleep, you it's know, so like saying the word bleep. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> you're, you're better than me. My, my daughter's like, dad, what is what is this word? Me, I'm like, let's never say that word out loud again, honey. Daddy was on a conference call and got a little bit angry. So uh, just let that one pass. A real reflection of yes. yourself when you're a parent. You learn real quick. So at Real J Williams, at yes. Amber W Sports. That is my handle. That's where you find me. So we haven't been talking a ton about the Baltimore Ravens. Now, obviously a stacked conference, Jay, but we're talking about a quarterback that got paid, but most importantly, appears like he's going to enter the season healthy. And oh, by the way, used to be an MVP in the league, and no one thinks Lamar Jackson has fallen off at all at this point. So why aren't we talking more about how good the Ravens could be this season? Damian Woody, ESPN's NFL analyst, thinks Lamar is actually going to take a huge step forward. It's hard to top a unanimous MVP season, mm. but I think it's going to look different. And I think he's going to have a hell of a year mm. because I think that the maturation of the passing game in Baltimore is going to take Lamar Jackson's game to that, that next level, the evolution of him as a quarterback. When you have guys on the outside that can threaten every blade of grass, remember this Baltimore passing game, it was really about, you know, Mark Andrews, the tight end in the middle of the field. Now you got OBJ, Zay Flowers on the outside. That opens up a totally different dimension for Lamar Jackson. I think now all the questions that some people had had about Lamar Jackson, can he be, you know, one of these other quarterbacks like a, a Joe Burrow or, you know, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert type of quarterback, well, guess what? When you add elite weapons on the outside, it gives you an opportunity to showcase what you can do at the quarterback position. Yeah. Also, Amber, I, I think just to add to what D. Wood just said there, because I'm in agreement with him. You know, when you have a top seven offensive coordinator in Todd Munkin, and yeah, I just put a top seven on his name. You can you can mark that one down, uh, especially if you go back to what he did in his last stint as an OC in 2019 with the Cleveland Browns. Just look at that offense and how he was able to ramp them up. I think he's he allows them to open up the field a lot more with the new personnel. And I think, look, there's a lot to prove here. But last year, even with Lamar Jackson playing in limited games 12, they still went 10-7. and seven. Like, you still got a top 10 defense. You still got a top five offensive line. Now you add additional pieces with Lamar Jackson with something to prove with them opening up the field. I, I, look, 
I wouldn't want anybody to talk about it. So you guys keep talking about Cincinnati and Joe Burrow and how he's going to do with that calf strain. You keep talking about, you know, the Buffalo Bills losing their D.C. And, you know, it's, it's the second year for Ken Dorsey now in this offense. And how much will that help Josh Allen, who turned the ball over a ton last year? You keep giving the trophy, the Lombardi trophy, to the likes of Kansas City and everything that you hear about Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes being the Michael Jordan of the sport. Keep focusing all your attention right there. Let us just work quietly and in the shadows because Baltimore is the sleeper pick to win the whole thing. A sleeper pick to win the whole thing. I don't think it's that outlandish of a take. Now, again, we're talking about a very stacked conference. There's a lot of competition in this conference. I think the reason that we overlook the Baltimore Ravens is because we haven't seen Lamar Jackson play more than 12 games in a season in years, right? And we know how last season ended for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, was he injured? Probably yes, Jay. Yes. Did he maybe ham up the injury a little bit because of the contract situation? Probably yes, Jay. Damn right he did. So he doesn't have that problem anymore this season. If he finds himself towards the end of the season and they're trying to make a postseason run here and he's a little banged up, will he be a little bit more inclined now to get out on that field now that he's got all that guaranteed money behind him? My guess would be yes. So if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy or at least mostly healthy, this is a really dangerous team. And yes, Greg Roman retired. You mentioned Todd Munkin coming in. Of course, you still have John Harbaugh at the helm here in Baltimore. This is a good team. They draft Zay Flowers. You heard him mention it there, Damian Woody coming in. And so it's a good team. They've upgraded the weapons around Lamar Jackson to an extent, gives him more of an outside presence. And if Lamar Jackson is healthy and it all comes down to the health of Lamar Jackson, we're still talking about the quarterback that when he's healthy, I mean, few people in the NFL are more dangerous than Lamar. I I just, I pray. And by the way, all signs would indicate that they are going to do what I'm about to talk about. But like I, I've never been one of those believers that, hey, this is my system and you have to fit into my system. I think when you are lucky enough to find generational types of talent, you build the system around the talent. Whatever helps the talent be the best version of himself, you make the added pieces personnel-wise to add to that talented system that you built around the personnel. So – for me, like that was always my qualm with Baltimore. Like, hey, I, I know that you're married to this style, right? And 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 this system that's in place. And it leads you to being a, a pretty good team where you're always asking Lamar to go over and beyond um what his capabilities are in order for you guys to achieve success. But he has the arm. Like the accuracy, I see it. So I hope and I pray that Todd Munkin and company now has says, let's actually build the right system. We can still have elements of our old system that allow him to be successful, but to add to the passing game and to not take advantage of the talents of a guy like Zay Flowers or OBJ. Now, he needs to stay healthy, too. Mm-hmm. The whole team needs to stay healthy, Amber. Like, that's been the ongoing theme with the Baltimore Ravens for the last couple of years, right? So if all that could be in place, if you utilize the talent the right way and build around the talent – that best showcases their capabilities, that to me leads to success.
Yeah, you've got the young guy in Zay Flowers. You bring in OBJ, obviously health a concern there, but that's why you were able to get OBJ here and bring him in on a short-term deal. Nelson Aguilar also. You're trying to put Lamar in the most successful position that you can. And this is a team that traditionally we've seen the wide receiver investments not work out for this team. I could see this season that's working out quite well for the Baltimore Ravens. Goodness, I don't want to have the conversation about Lamar Jackson and accuracy again. I mean, we are so past that conversation at this point in Lamar Jackson's career. Career. I think we all believe in Lamar Jackson. It's just a matter of durability. Is he going to be able to stay healthy throughout the entire season? What other quarterback in the league is going to take a huge step forward? We always invite you to join the conversation. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Amber Wilson, Jay Williams, hanging out with you here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive. Rick is calling us from Ohio. Hey, Rick, thanks for the call. Who's going to take a massive leap forward? O-H-I-O. I, I believe it's going to be Justin Herbert. You know, he's actually got an offensive coordinator who's going to throw the ball down the field, hmm. and uh, that's what he does best. I, I can't wait to see it. You guys have a good day. I'll talk to you later. I mean, first of all, a huge leap forward for Justin Herbert. There's no leaping he needs to do in any in any of the advanced statistics columns right here, Jade. The leap he needs to do is in the win-loss column. Like, that's about it. Can Kellen Moore get that done? Yes, I do think that team will look better with Kellen Moore as OC, but might look better next year as Kellen Moore as head coach. Wow. Wow. Uh, is, Sorry, that, is that like a hot take? Are you saying that? That sounded like you were I just, I don't believe waffling. In Brandon like Staley. you don't really believe it, but you kind of just said it. Do you believe it? I, I just don't believe in, in Staley at all. I, I, I don't think that the head coach is the answer there for the Chargers. I think that Moore is there as the coach in waiting. We'll see what he's able to get out of Justin Herbert. I mean, if Kellen Moore's so excellent as an OC, then maybe it saves Brandon Staley's job. You would hope so. That's, that's yeah, why the move yeah. was done, right? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, you you pray that Brandon Staley chooses the feel of the game over just the analytics of the game, mm-hmm. because there are a lot of those times where you're, you're you're questioning a lot of those decisions. But you know, look, if Justin Herbert takes a huge leap, then he's going to be Patrick Mahomes. Amber. Oh yeah, like a mm-hmm. huge leap for this guy is Patrick Mahomes. And also, you know, we talked about the health status of guys like Lamar Jackson and OBJ. The the health status of that O line to protect Justin Herbert is a really big thing too because he was injured all last year. And same with that wide receiving core. So, I look, I'm not making excuses for how they ended up in the playoffs. That was an absolute embarrassment. I think everybody knows that there is pressure on Brandon Staley, and I think you're right. Um, with a guy like Kellen Moore who has been waiting for the right opportunity, it's a great move for him considering that pressure if they don't meet expectations. But you would pray that the right defensive scheme in place for Staley combined with Kellen Moore would be enough to elevate the play of a guy like Justin Herbert and the pieces around him to help them in that division. For me, it's less about Justin Herbert taking a step forward. It's more about the Chargers taking a step forward. Our guy Major Hicks calls us from South Carolina. Hey, Major, go ahead. Good morning, Amber and Jay. Good morning, Major. Y'all was on this. Y'all was on this kick yesterday about these top quarterbacks, but I'm going to let y'all know. They got a quarterback out there, man, that I don't know why we don't just push him to the curb because he had all the problems he had in the last two years. But when he came out of college, his coach said that he would be the Michael Jordan of the quarterbacks in this league, and I still believe it. That number four over there in Cleveland Brown, y'all keep your eye on him this year because he's coming. He's coming with all the help he got. He's coming. So – all them top five that have been picked out all day yesterday, 
I got a strange feeling somebody's coming from the bottom and going to take those spots away. And this year it has got some great quarterbacks in it. Thanks for the call, Major. I mean, not a crazy take, Jay, because although the off-the-field stuff obviously has has dominated the conversation surrounding Deshaun Watson here the last couple of years, the reality is that we are talking about a quarterback that at one point, I mean, I would have put him as a top three quarterback in the NFL at his height in Houston, and he's still young, and there's no reason to think, even though he's had all this time off and he was away from the sport for as long as he was, there's no reason to think that his body should be breaking down or that he should have fallen off some sort of a cliff. So that rust maybe gets knocked off that we saw at the end of last season. I could see a huge step forward for Deshaun Watson. I I mean, look, I know we're going to go to break, but I I firmly believe that this will be the year, you know, considering he only played six games last year and working through all that offseason stuff, uh, trying to find football had to be extremely troubling and challenging. I think having a complete offseason where all the focus is on uh, their style of play, familiarity with his O-line, with his wideouts, just that continuity, I I think is going to pay major dividends for Deshaun Watson. I think we'll see a different Deshaun Watson this year. Coming up next with Amber Wilson and Jay Williams. Keep your calls coming. Triple eight, say ESPN plus Jerry Jones has put the whole NFC East on notice, but should they actually be worried? That's next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is ESPN Radio. Jerry Jones out here sounding a little bit like Wheezy, putting the NFC on, the NFC East anyways, on notice. Are they shaking in their boots? We will get to the Dallas Cowboys conversation in just a moment. Let's bring in Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. And Jeff, thanks so much for your time today. Uh, Before I get to the Cowboys, though, Let's start with what Jay and I were just talking about. What quarterback in the league do you think is going to take a massive step forward this season? Oh, good question. I mean, I I think Justin Fields is like the answer that probably is the most obvious and anticipated. Um, You know, I'll reserve a little bit of judgment. Sometimes I wonder if the the hype train is is building a little too fast. I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. I think that he has the chance to kind of vault from a level of respectability, um, which we saw this past season after an obvious disaster as rookie season, into a top echelon, top-tier quarterback. So I think Trevor Lawrence really has a chance, especially with Calvin Ridley and the early signs from him, to, uh, to vault into a different sort of sphere, sort of tier of quarterbacks. Oh, you mean the uh, the wide receiver that missed the whole year because he gambled like four hundred bucks? You mean that Calvin Ridley? Against the rules, though, <laughs> the guy Jay. Who, yeah. Sure. I mean, think about like that's going to go down uh, as one of the more ridiculous trades 
like why the Falcons unloaded him and why the Jacks were able to get him for this is, is going to wind up being like end of the season. We're going to be like, wait, what? Exactly. It's it's insane. Jeff, I, I wanted to go to the NFC East for a quick second with uh, the good old America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Chris Canty was was talking earlier the other day, and he was making the case that Dak is not the guy, and it, it, that if Dak wasn't the guy, that the Dallas Cowboys should go for Kyler Murray. Just me off me what? saying that. Yes, I, I I wanted to get your reaction and your take on that. Oh. That's that's not even no no <laughs> yeah I mean in every way no like if you're gonna make the case that Dak Prescott is not the guy uh, um okay I I don't agree but okay to say that Kyler Murray is though is is uh I I really disagree with that I think that Dak has shown every ability in terms of athleticism. Uh, leadership, uh, every skill that you could possibly want out of a franchise quarterback. Yes, he has to put it together. No, he can't have the type of interceptions he had last year. But I would say that he is head and shoulders within, uh, at least within the NFL, the perception of Dak and Kyler Murray. It's not even close to the same thing. Also, he's much cheaper. Dak Prescott at this point uh, and a lot less time until the Cowboys could get out of that contract. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter, joining Amber Wilson and Jay Williams here on ESPNU and on ESPN Radio. All right, so I had mentioned it coming in there, Jeff. Jerry Jones, he did the thing. He put the Mm -hmm. NFC East on notice. What was your reaction (laughs) to those comments? I love Jerry Jones. That's what he does. He's the guy. I mean, he has turned... Modern football into what it is, the storylines, the drama. And this is, this is just him being him. I wouldn't read too much into it or take it too serious. I will say that the NFC East is largely the most overrated division in all of sports. It drives me nuts every single year. Wow. But it does feel at least like at this point the Eagles have earned their sort of um, position in terms of being a, uh, you know, a really solid organization and team. Uh, the rest of them need to catch up. I love what Jerry Jones is saying. I'm totally fine with it, but I also disagree. The Eagles are the team that have set the pace within the division, a division, by the way, that is still so overrated. Your confidence level in Dak Prescott? Yeah, I, I really do think that Dak, I mean, I'm not as concerned. I heard Olavsky saying that he was worried about the inner, you know, that they're going to make him too cautious of a quarterback, talking about running the ball and not throwing picks. I don't think that Dak is built that way. If you can pull him back a little bit, I think that will go a long way. Ultimately, I personally am a believer that Prescott has what it takes to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff. Let's go from the NFC East to the AFC East and talk about these Jets, 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 Jets. Um, Nathaniel Hackett had some words to say back to Sean Payton. Mm. Uh, yeah. Your your thoughts on this this spat that we're seeing, and you know, Mike, we have Mike Greenberg, his sound on our show, talking about how worried he is that the Jets are, you know, dealing with a lot of outside noise so early in the season. I mean, who cares yes. if Sean Payton? Like, I I have I have a, this one. I'm fine with Aaron Rodgers defending Hackett. Like, that's cool. That's a nice thing to do for your guy. But outside of that, like. I mean, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, who cares? Like, Sean Payton is clearly doing this as a motivational device for his own team. He has, since he got there, 
pretty much railed on Russell Wilson in the way that he's been operating. He's been tough love all the way. If for a moment he's going to sit there and say, you know what, maybe it wasn't all Russell. This was a terrible coaching job last year. I'm, I guess it violates some code. I was texting a head coach yesterday like, is there actually a code? He's like, no. <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> saying, like, he's like, he goes, this has never really happened before. We haven't really seen a head coach come out swinging about his predecessor the way that Peyton uh, has. But this coach then added, but who gives a you-know-what? Like, I, I just think that we'll all move on from this. I was – I. I this is the most cutthroat industry in sports where, you know, friends get fired. Like you'll see coaches fire their own friends to save their own jobs. Exactly. Every single year. Jeff, like, by the way, it doesn't take a rocket scientist that when they watch games last year for Denver, that it looked like a blank show. You know what I mean? It was was horrible. It was chaotic. Everybody knows that. Look, maybe Sean Payton's not supposed to say that, but this is not, that's not who Sean is. He's just not that. He's not wired that way. He never has been. This is a guy who's suspended for a year because of Bounty Gate. Like, I, I just don't, I think we got the wrong guy if we think that this is a, a meek-hearted individual who cares if he upset Nathaniel Hackett's feelings. We'll move on from it eventually, Jeff. Probably September uh, when we have more things to talk about. <laughs> Jeff Darlington. I love it, by the way. It's <laughs> awesome. Right. It makes for we a great look- week of talking. Oh, we love it from a content perspective. Trust me, we need it here on August 2nd. Jeff Darlington joining Amber Wilson and Jay Williams here. I want to go back to something I think I heard you say earlier. Did you say the NFC East is incredibly overrated? Yes, always. Is it not every year we talk about? I mean, the Eagles have, again, earned it. But the Giants, Washington, Dallas, I mean, it's constant. And they never do anything, anything. They're all terrible except for now the Eagles. The Giants are coming up. I respect what they're doing. The Cowboys have a stacked roster. like what they're doing. Ron Rivera, good things. Not sure Sam Howell's the guy. But ultimately, we always talk about the NFC East constantly because it rates big market teams. But generally, this division has been the worst division in all of sports, with the exception of the recent trend of the Eagles. <laughs> Well, and, and going into the season, it feels like, and the rest of the NFC. I mean, it's just like, it's a conference. It's just I like, know. well, somebody has to win, right, Jeff? Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Thanks, Jeff. Enjoy that weather down there in Miami, Jeff. Uh, but that's okay. Who did I upset about? The G- the Giants won two Super Bowls. Thank okay. You. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that made Giants fans uh, thrilled, I'm sure. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio and on ESPN, you will get to your calls in 20 minutes. But next, what's the market on Damian Lillard? Apparently, there ain't much of one. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is ESPN Radio. How long have we been on this Damian Lillard watch at this point, Jay? I'm losing track. It's like those uh, memes online that are like, you know. It's one of those things that's like, okay, you like her. She likes you. She's in a relationship with somebody else, but it feels inevitable. Right. Like that. that it, it's just a matter of. When is actually going to happen, Amber? Right. You know, I mean, like, you know, you're, she's she's still married, yeah, but wow. it's a bad oh, wow. marriage. We oh, wow. it, well, okay, it's yeah. a bad marriage. I was just saying relationship, you know. You it's okay? gone south. Right. They had a lot yeah. of good years together, right? But it just, it didn't ever become what both parties hoped that it would be in a mm. union. And now both partners of the marriage have recognized we need to go a different direction. You know, it, it, he has realized that he apparently he needs to go younger. <laughs> <laughs> this analogy is going off the rails and she has realized he needs a little she, bit more pep in his step he needs a little bit more life to experience is what you're telling me he needs a, he needs a younger partner <laughs> and she has realized that she needs somebody uh who is in uh, who is not building towards something she needs somebody a partner who has already made it right and who's right there and just needs the right woman behind her so she, they all know that they're leaving marriage. I can't with you, Amber. But she's just taking oh, really, too long to really do it, man. Leave the no, marriage, I, I, man. Hey. File the papers for the divorce. Hey, look, like, I get let's it. go. You know, you keep fighting for it. Like, hey, there's only so many years you can keep fighting for it. You got to right. let it go. Let like, go, let God. Uh, yes, let go. And you both made the decision to let go. So now let's go ahead and let go. It's like those memes online that I keep seeing from Heat fans that have the little, the guy with the little stick and he's like, do something, do something. And it's just a logo of the Heat and of the Blazers. This thing is frustrating at this point. I would imagine it's just as frustrating to Blazers fans at this point, frankly, than it is for me as a Miami Heat fan. But what is actually the market for Damian Lillard? Because what are the Blazers waiting for? They clearly already have an offer on the table from the Miami Heat. We know where Damian Lillard wants to go. What are they waiting for? Who are they waiting to come out of the woodworks? What's the market like? Well, Brian Windhorst, ESPN's NBA insider, was on NBA Today, and he said there ain't much of one. As I look across the league and have conversations with executives and agents, I can't identify another team that is seriously making an offer for Dame Lillard at this point. And so my belief is that the Heat can't either. And so while people can look at what the Heat's offer might be and scoff at it, if their offer is the only one on the table, it therefore is the best one on the table. And the fact that Portland isn't going forward with anything is a verification of that, that they don't have another offer. So very low incentive for the Heat to improve their offer at this point, and no incentive of really right now for Portland to take that offer. And we have a stare down. And look, the proof of concept on this happened only one year ago. Kevin Durant asked for a trade. He was on a long-term contract. Theoretically couldn't control where he could go. The Nets got no offers they liked. They said, he's on the table, we're going to move on. In February, they got a tremendous offer from something we could never have seen from the Phoenix Suns. So sometimes waiting it out can pay off. And we just saw it you know, less than a year ago. 
Uh, Kevin Durant asked for a trade, publicly asked for a trade. We all knew he wanted to go to the Phoenix Suns, And oh, by exactly. the way, there was no memo to 30 teams and there was no <laughs> fine for KD. I digress. This situation with Damian Lillard, a lot of people come at me online Why? from this perspective because I mean, you know, I'm a Heat stan. I get it. But a lot of people seem to have this impression outside of Miami Heat Nation that the Heat are doing something wrong, that they're doing something nefarious in these negotiations. Like they haven't offered anything. Like they're offering, you know, Udonis Haslam for <laughs> Damian Lillard and UD's actually retiring. I don't know what people think that the Heat are doing wrong here. It, I don't understand why we're jumping to this conclusion that the Heat haven't offered anything that's fair, air quotes, for Damian Lillard when it feels like nobody's all else is offering anything either. And I think what people aren't looking at is the reality of Damian Lillard's situation. It's very easy to just look at the production, right, Jay? And obviously he's a phenomenal player, but you have to look at more than that. If you're the front office, you have to look at the player's age. He's 33 years old. You have to look at the fact that his contract owes him 200 over $200 million over the next four years. You have to look at the fact that he has a player option in 2026, 2027. You have to look at the fact he will be 37 years old and you will still be paying him on that contract and hamstringing your salary cap. And you have to look at the fact that under the new CBA, any team that acquires Damian Lillard is going into the second apron. And the second apron has all sorts now of prohibitions that mean you're not going to have the flexibility in the future for your franchise. Uh, Look, it's the ultimate leverage for, for Dame. And I know the NBA came out with their memo the other day about, you know, you can't publicly state uh, where you want to go and force the hand. Same thing if you privately state it. So it's like at the end of the day, when you're owed $94 million over the next two years, it narrows the marketplace. If you are a team that's in a position to win a championship within the next two seasons, you're out. If you're a contender, odds are you are in a financial position to add Lillard's contract to the table anyway. And then, by the way, if you are a contender and can't fit Lillard, you still don't want to. You still don't want to give up a huge packet of picks and young players who are 33 year old. So, look, the, the the one team that's in the playpen that wants to play with you is a team that is going to give you four first round picks. And as much as you want to sit there and wait, if you're the Portland Trailblazers and you know leak out information here or there. Doesn't matter, Amber. That that's what the offer is going to be, and it's going to stay the same way. And everybody knows it, and Portland knows it, and it's just a matter of time. Now, if they actually had the offer on the table from the Heat that they want, then clearly this deal would have already gotten done. But also, what does Portland want? Why does everybody assume the Heat are doing something wrong here and that Portland is negotiating in such a fair manner? Maybe in Portland... Are are people assuming that the Heat are doing something wrong? I feel like people are. Or maybe it's just the people coming at me on Twitter. I feel like like you're too close to it on the Heat. Very Amber Heat. Fantastic. Yeah, like I don't. I, who who is I'm saying the Heat are doing anything and, wrong? Yeah, uh, I, I don't people think people all over the place. That. To me, I mean, people are acting like the Heat aren't offering something fair. The compensation's not right. That's fair. Like they are, Damian Lillard and the Heat are putting the Blazers in this terrible position. And by the way, this terrible position that they're allegedly putting the Blazers in is 
three first rounders essentially because they have two first rounders that they can trade. I'm sure those were thrown into the deal immediately. You've got Hawkes Jr., who was their first round pick from this past draft, so it's basically three first rounders. You're throwing Tyler Hero into the deal most likely. Tyler Hero is a 22 year old player who averages 20 points per game. Again, he's 22 years old. I know they're guard heavy there in Portland, but come on, what are we talking about? We're still talking about a very viable piece, even if then the Blazers go trade him away or if they're bringing a third team into this deal, which seems to make the most sense. So this idea that the Heat aren't offering anything for a guy who, again, is 33 years old, owed over $200 million still, and has that player option in 27 seems crazy to me. But that seems to be the general consensus out there. And I yep. just wonder... Are the Blazers being fair about this? Did the Blazers well, at some uh, point go to Damian Lillard and say, you know what? You've been our guy for so long. I mean, you know how this works, Jay. Like, you've been our guy for so long. We love you so much. You've done so much for this franchise in the city. We're going to try to get you where you want to go. And if that's true, and if they've ever said that to Dame, then they ain't doing that. And they're going back on their word. Well, that, that's why, you know, look, and I know it's unprecedented, but I think a, a four-team trade seems intriguing to me. Obviously, Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated came out with – you know, one of their takes, and I, I found it to be extremely interesting, Amber, between the Miami Heat, the Clippers, the 76ers, and Portland. Because if you're Joshua Harris, the owner of the 76ers, and, you know, you're Daryl Morey, you're sitting there staring at this stalemate saying, how do we get involved in the stalemate? Like, how can we help relieve or unload some of the challenges that you guys have and help with it relates to compensation? Because James Harden obviously does not want to be a 76er. And I am not sure that he gives us the best punch at the end of the day if he is unwilling to play. So if he wants to be a Clipper, how do you, you know, and this is what the proposal trade is. Miami Heat receive PG Damian Lillard. They receive power forward Marcus Moore Sr. The Clippers receive James Harden and PJ Tucker. The 76ers receive Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, Robert Covington, a 2028-2029 second round picks via the Heat. And then Portland receives a 2027 and 2029 unprotected first-round picks via the Heat, 2028-2030 unprotected first-round picks via the Clippers, Kyle Lowry, Nick Batum, Nikola Jokic, Kobe Brown, Amir Kofi, and Jason Preston. Um, that's intriguing to me. I know I just said a lot. You said a lot. Salad, Those, but the, the pieces from the Heat perspective that you just mentioned, including the names, I, I do agree with you. Those are on the move no matter where they end up going. I don't know why. Like, So you have the 76ers taking on a Tyler Hero when they have Tyrese Maxey. I, I don't know why the 76ers Because I, I want the ball in Tyrese Maxey's hands more. He's going to be my, my, my PG, my lead PG moving forward. Right. But but Tyler Hero does make money. I mean, he did get paid. Now, yeah. I think it's it's people are acting like he gets paid so much, like it's going to look like a, you know, a bargain in another two years. That's just the direction of the cap and everything that's headed that way in the NBA. But he did get paid and he does start getting paid, I believe, this season on his contract for Tyler Hero. So that's a consideration. I you know, there's something to be done here is the point. And whether it's a three team, a four team, a five team trade, a front office like Pat Riley and Andy Ellis. You would imagine that those are the guys that can get it done with all the experience that they have doing these complicated trades, but it seems like there has been nothing done so far. Damon, the Blazers used to be a perfect pair, which is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Peanut butter and chocolate, a perfect pair. Coming up next here with Amber Wilson and Jay Williams, back to your calls. Keep them coming. Triple eight, say ESPN. Which quarterback do you think is poised to make a huge leap? 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is ESPN Radio. There's not much of an argument that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. If he takes a massive leap this season, Jay, we're all in trouble. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Woo! Like, that's a leap to like, you're sitting on the throne. You, you're right. him. He doesn't need to take a leap. He's already at the top of the top. But who does yeah, need to take a leap? Why my hairline looks so far back in my bobblehead doll? Wow. What? If you can see, are we ESPN? You right now? They're showing yeah. everybody's bobblehead, and my hairline is just—you <laughs> see all of my forehead. Did they, Jesus, they did you dirty. Yeah, and it's also like I'm 21 years old in the bobblehead. Like what? <laughs> wow. It's like your current hairline with yeah. your 21 year old self. I'm like, I just noticed that now. I've been seeing it for two years. For some reason. It just popped into my mind. I'm like, why is you can see my entire forehead? I've well, I would feel bad for you, but you have a bobblehead, so I don't that's uh, true. because yeah. that's something that Amber Wilson does not, in fact, have. We're still working my way there. Maybe one day. He really gonna... emphasized the pencil mustache on that bobblehead. Well, pencil mustaches were in back then. Just FYI, it was like the were the they? Really... Yes, Amber. When they it were. was 1947. Amber, we're the same age. Hey, yeah, that's what I'm saying, You're and I don't remember. Yourself, I don't way. remember pencil mustaches ever being in. Well, Jay, I, I'm just saying, Amber. I, you know, I don't know how many thin mustache guys you came around, but it was kind of in, Amber. You know, just throwing it out there. I uh, it yep. has it has been an array, Jay. It has been an array in my life. Amber, uh, variety is Amber. Let me life, find right? out. Triple eight. Say <laughs> ESPN eight eight eight. 729-3776. That's how you join the conversation about what quarterback is going to take and leap. Not about Amber Wilson's dating life. Please don't chime in if you're an ex. Triple H say ESPN. Uh, Everett is in Maryland. Uh, Everett and I did never date. Um, so I feel safe about this one. Hey, Everett, thanks for the call. What quarterback is taking a leap? I think everybody's sleeping on Pickett of the Steelers. Um, he improved, they improved their offensive line. Um, they added Allen Robinson. And I think um, with this training camp as, being as a starter, he's going to take a huge leap. Uh, listen, that's one that nobody's talking about, Jay, with the Steelers, with Kenny Pickett. And I, it's a quarterback that I could see. There were times that, you know, he showed that promise last season. He's got arguably the best coach in the league helping him out. I think a massive step in terms of the O-line and in terms of the weapons around him, I think that's overstating it for the Steelers team. But I could see Kenny Pickett taking a step forward, a leap. I don't know if I'm expecting a huge leap from him because I don't expect the Steelers to be particularly good, but I could see him taking a step forward this season. I'm sorry, Amber. I'm so distracted. <laughs> You're still thinking about what it is. No, not even that, but like this is what happens. Like Now I am watching in the monitor to my right, 
Pat Costello is bringing up pictures from me during my rookie season that I took. Obviously, it's outside. It's like 9,000 degrees. One of the pictures, I look like I just literally came out like a like a, a chicken oil basket. Like yeah, I look you're so very, oily. very, very wet in the picture. Very, I don't like it's, it. Um, I don't like it at all. Yeah. I don't like these it. Can Amber see the these commentary. pictures? We're not putting them on air, please. I cannot see them. Thank Amber, God. Some of some of the some of his facial Thank pictures God. are like. Don't worry, like, they'll you know find out. You know how they tell you, like, all right, now put your head eighty degrees this way and then turn your neck this way. It's yes. so uncomfortable. I can't. It's not every, natural. Every single picture looks like you smell the bad fart. I see. This is the problem with being a famous athlete, right? In your life, like there's so many pictures of you that are so public from the time you're so young, and you ain't got no control over it. What also is bad? What you get for being famous? Just lean on it for me. Smile. (laughs) Like, hey, we're gonna get like a a bench weight, like a, 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 a a weightlifting bench. We want you to straddle it, and we want you to put the weight here awkwardly under. Did you take these photos at Sears? It's not good. It's uh, why is there a random it's not my best black, work, Amber. Why is there a random brick wall behind? You? I, I don't you know. Gym? It, it's a red brick wall. Apparently, don't. Oh, geez. one that's look not painted smile, well. Huh? This is the one. Look, the smile. Yeah, this look is. Um, well, and this is clearly before. This is before they used to touch up photos. So they did you dirty here, right? Like yeah, a little well, face tune action look, today. Look all this shine's gone. Look there. Oh God, so sweaty. No powder. There was no powder. Thousand degrees. Y'all are playing in the NBA and can't afford powder? What's it's happening? It's definitely not my strongest look over the left shoulder. It's not the... Why are you... Like, this This one really gets me. Like, you're holding the ball very, very weirdly. Like, I hope, crossing I, the arms. I hope America's watching this on ESPNU like, right now. Like, did, did the, the photographer <laughs> yeah, say, hey, bro, let's see those arms. It's Flex. a placement. The arms are right. I did a lot of push-ups before arms the photo right. shoot, Amber. The, ar- the arms are looking arms right. Are right. You, you got the shoulder cut. You got, yeah, yeah like, you're, you're, you're looking right yeah. in the arms. The but the, arms it's, the problem's the more the ball placement, yeah. <laughs> quite literally. I look like uh, look like a six iron. I'm just be honest. Uh-huh. Good from uh, you know 200 out. Looks like it's hot outside yeah. too. Like you got the, the <laughs> smile. Like it's like hurry up, brother, take the picture. Why the is it so hot in Chicago in yeah. these pictures? No, this is at the <laughs> take the this picture. This was in New man. York during the summertime in July. Oh, okay. That's why. You yeah, look good it, in this Really? One, that's what? That's your excuse for being sweaty in these this, photos? This is the one that they modeled modeled the bobblehead off of. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> Oh, I mean, I'm not, way back on I'm not one. sure the bobblehead is so far off now that I've actually ah! seen these photos. What would the caption for this picture be? Would you just simply say, like, stoic or something like well, that? Like, um, Serious. He takes balls seriously. Is that seriously. you? Ball is, is that, life. Ball is ball life. life. life Post is that ball. picture, Pat. Let's see, let's see if we get some good captions for what you think that caption would be on that pic. Check out Nuno, social you have for that. You to say, Nuno? No, you're, you're awfully quiet. No, no, I'm just enjoying this. You're not attacking talent? That's typically no, no, what happens on the no. show. But this one I'm just glad we're not though. doing this to me. Look at the smirk. This is not a rabbit hole I would go down. <laughs> the right. smirk is like, yeah, I got drafted, but I wouldn't And there's that mustache away. that Jay pissed. claims <laughs> was ever a good look. Photographer never said, a good look. I maintain. do not let go of the ball at all. Uh, it's like someone so thin. Someone tried to describe to you how to hold a basketball over the phone, and then they took all these pictures. The mustache just looks like you like have because it's just not thick. Like you, it just looks like you have something on your like you used. Like yo, your upper lip kind is it dirty or is it is it hair? Yeah, it, like, it's in between. There? It's you used, weird. You did that like '90s thing when we used to like use lip liner. That yeah, was, it was so that's what I'm dark. Saying, very '90s R and B right there. They're like yeah. Jay, don't fumble the basketball, and you're like, sure, I'm just going to tiki barber tuck it, and it's like tiki look barber at you doing. tuck it. Don't fumble the basketball. <laughs> 
fall protection of the utmost importance to Jay Williams at real Jay Williams at real Jay Williams at Jay William without at the real S now, Jay Williams. There you go again, Amber. Again it, for the ninth that we've only been just on air search, for two days. Just search Jay Williams it at least six times. I'm going to need you to change the name of it's your name. It's not handle. like it's I have an uncommon it's name. It's Jason Williams. It's Jay Williams. Williams. Oh, it's very confusing. I, I just, at real Jay Williams. This is ESPN Radio. More next.